Well, Nate, new season of Running It with Nate Sexton, and we have a new retail disc sponsor, and I am so excited to introduce Rogue Discs to our listeners. Guys, check them out on their website, roguediscs.com, or you can just scroll down in the description of this show, and Anna will be nice enough to put a link right there for you to click and get on there. Uh, Nate, this website is awesome. When you get on the website, they've got the dynamic flow chart set up. You can put the specifics to the kind of disc that you like, and they will go ahead and show you all the discs that fit into the speeds and the fade and everything that you want there. They've got more than 20,000 discs and over 600 mold and plastic combinations in stock. Nate, something I really like about roguediscs.com is that they have a picture of every single disc. So you can actually pick your color and stamp that you want. You don't have to wait and guess and then the wrong disc shows up. It's green. Green discs you don't like, right? Green stamps. We all hate them, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you don't have to worry about, ah, I got a green stamp. Nope, you go on there, you pick the exact disc that you want. Um, They've got free shipping when you spend $50 or more. Something that I'm really excited about because I lose a lot of discs out on the course. Nate, you order uh, your disc before 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, and they're guaranteed to ship the same day or it's free. Wow. Of course, this excludes holidays. Um, But you guys get in there, you find the disc that you want. So, you know, when I throw my fifth wraith into the drink at Como Park, I can just hop right on roguediscs.com. And as long as before three o'clock, they're going to get it in the mail so I can throw it right back into the drink. So uh, (laughs) they they are the fastest disc site out there. There's no clicking and waiting forever. Nate, here's something else that I really like about what Rogue Discs has set up on their website. When you add a disc to your cart, it reserves it until you check out. So none of that, hey, I had it in my cart and then it was gone. Nope, you have it in your discs. That is yours. They're adding new inventory daily. RogueDiscs.com. Make sure you check them out. They've got some awesome new hand warmers for those of us on my side of the country that are trying to get out there and play in the cold. Check out RogueDiscs.com. And Nate, for our listeners, there there got to be a way to save them a little bit of money, right? Oh, yeah. We got our code RUNIT10, 10% off your first purchase. I just want to thank them for coming on board. It's awesome to have them working with us and also say it's definitely hand warmer season over here as well. So I'm looking forward to trying those out. These are the electric ones you can recharge. I've been going through the Costco pack. I'm generating trash. I don't need to do that. I'm, I'm going to get digital with my hand warmer technology. Nate Sexton stepping his game up, guys. So Rogue Discs, we want to thank you for sponsoring this podcast. And if you guys enjoy what we're doing, go ahead and support our sponsors. If you don't enjoy what we're doing, support them anyway. They've got awesome discs at a great price. Go ahead and pick one up. Save yourself 10%. Um, Run at 10, roguediscs.com. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Hi, this is Valerie Jenkins, and you're listening to Running It with Nate Sexton. Hey, Running It with Nate Sexton fans, I wanted to take a second and introduce our newest CBD partner and supporter of the show, and that's the folks over at Hempfield Botanicals. Now, Hempfield Botanicals may sound familiar to you because they are the official CBD partner of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, and now the official CBD partner of Running It with Nate Sexton. When I'm out on the Disc Golf Course, there's two things that are real important to me. I want to feel good, and I want to play better. And I've been able to do that with the help from our friends over at Hempfield Botanicals. Guys, disc golf has a lot of wear and tear on the body, just like any other sport. This is why it is necessary to take proper measures to ensure your body stays in good health. You can do this just like I have with Hempfield Botanicals CBD Muscle Recovery and Salve. The muscle recoveries for those general aches and pains after a long day on the course, why the salve provides concentrated relief for areas that are causing more pain, such as inflamed joints or nerves. I've used the products that they sent to me and it's made a world of difference both during and after my rounds. These products are recommended by physicians, orthopedic surgeons, neurologists, physical therapists, and these products provide muscle recovery and pain relief for athletes. Hempfield Botanicals is a certified B Corporation, one of only 4,026 certified companies worldwide who use their business as a force for good. 
Guys, check out Hempfield Botanicals. Use code RUNIT20 and save 20% off. You guys are going out there, you're throwing discs, you're walking these courses. You owe it to yourself to make sure you're keeping your body in the best shape that you possibly can. And our friends over at Hempfield Botanicals are making that possible. It's organically grown hemp, no side effects, and just an all-around great feel during and after your round. Guys, remember Hempfield Botanicals, feel good, play better. We want to thank them for sponsoring this podcast, and we hope you check them out. Running It with Nate Sexton is brought to you in part by Innova Champion Discs, the choice of champions. Hello, Disc Golf fans, and welcome back to another edition of Running It with Nate Sexton. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. He is the Innova team captain and our host, Mr. Nate Sexton. Nate, it's awesome to be back running it, man. Absolutely. We just got season two, I guess we should call it. You know, season one was kind of an indefinite timeline thing. We were just cranking out episodes, but after a little break and get some new guests lined up, we're back and I'm happy to happy to be doing it. Yeah, it was, uh, and for all of our listeners, we apologize that we've been away. I've gotten all the messages and all the tags. Um, it's just been a little crazy. Nate's finishing out the season. He's playing sometimes. He's doing live. He's doing posts. He's uh, getting guests together. It was just getting real difficult. So we just decided to take a little breather, take a step back, get through some stuff. And uh, now we're ready to bring you guys some awesome disc golf content. And guess what? It's the off season. So I know... I'm jonesing for it, Nate. Um, I don't know how you're doing over there without professional disc golf. <laughs> I, I'm 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 good either way. I'm happy to be. I'm I'm happy that the season is coming. You know, it's like I I still got lots of practicing to do to be ready to go. And uh, certainly, I relish the off season as well as the season. So I, I wouldn't say I'm like I don't want it to start tomorrow. I'm not ready yet, but uh, <laughs> but I am looking forward to getting back out there and, and competing. You know, and you're you're still out there, you're interacting with the fans, and in incredible Nate Sexton fashion, uh, I saw, I believe it was on Instagram, uh, somebody was asking about the new Fireflies, and they said, you know, what, what can I expect with this disc? And Nate responds back with, well, in my experience, birdies. <laughs> you you got to, you know, you got to give him a little chuckle. He was asking what to expect from the flight of the putter. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just kind of point and shoot, I guess. Do do yeah. do your best out there, but no, I, I appreciate it. People are people are liking those things, and I, you know, obviously I am too. But it's all it's cool. It's cool to have that that second tour series out there, and and starting to see people tagging me, and and a lot more people adopting those as their putters is great. Don't tell Rick that I've put my pig away and I've been throwing the fireflies, but <laughs> um, I I really I really love that desk. If you guys nice. get an opportunity to get your hands on one of these Nate Sexton fireflies, you got to check them out. Nate, I've seen a lot of discussion. How, how P2-ish is this firefly? Quite, I would say. I don't, I honestly, I'm not, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I'm not out. I'm not asking the hard hitting questions. Like I'm not in there. Like, hey, what mold is this? So I don't. I don't really know. I I know that I used to putt with the P2, and now I putt with this, and they feel very similar. I would say the plastic on this is a little bit better, in my opinion, because it's so grippy. But I would say quite similar as far as just being sort of a blunt nosed, deep, flat topped, slightly overstable putter. Well, it looks like Innova made a boatload of the Sexton Firebird this year, and they all still sold out. They were tough to get our hands on, but it was a little easier than it's been in years past. So I know that you kind of told Innova, hey, let's let's kind of make it where everybody can get their hands on one of these. And I know Innova certainly heard the demand and they stepped up. So thank you to you and thank you to Innova. And, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot more I think there might be some firebirds actually flying down fairways now, Nate, and not just hanging on walls. Oh, there always were, but I'm glad that there are more. And I, I mean, I can't, I can only thank Innova and all the fans that are out there enjoying them and using them. It's awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I'm throwing the new one as well. I have it in my bag 
and it's great. It's just kind of medium, easy, easy to throw right out of the box, not too overstable. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's just a it's a really fun disc, um, and I'm I'm happy that I was able to get my hands on a couple, and I don't feel so bad about smacking it into trees now. Um, Sometimes that's exactly what they need. Yeah, just break them in a little bit. Right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Nate, it's been a while uh, since we've been able to do anything here for our listeners. I want to just do a quick a quick little recap of what 2021 looked like. Obviously, you worked a light schedule because of COVID. We already know the story. You got to be safe. You were extremely safe, um, but you were pretty impressive when it when it counted. Um, you were fourth at the Resistance Disc Open, third at Mixed Doubles with your partner Sarah third at Worlds, fifth at USDGC. For not playing a full schedule, man, you stepped up on some big stages. Yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised. And and I can't go any farther without mentioning that I was pretty bad sometimes too. I had a a couple, uh, I still cashed, but I had a couple real touch and go situations in Portland specifically and in Emporia and uh, somewhere else, Masters Cup maybe. I can't remember. I, I had a couple clunkers, but uh yeah i could not i was really really proud and happy with the majors the way those went was amazing and you know clearly it was the best worlds i've ever played and being such a crazy historical finish uh i was just i'm just thrilled to have been you know up there on the podium with paul and james and and also to have the the chance to just play the last nine holes truly believing I had a chance to win if I could really get hot and birdie all of them, you know, and, and obviously that didn't happen. And maybe it wouldn't have, even if I did, because those guys played phenomenally on the card behind me on the course on the lead card, but that got the adrenaline going, man. It was just fun to play, uh, you know, in the lead a couple times that week and to be in the hunt at the end. I, I've, I've got a, like a fifth at Worlds, but I never felt in the hunt while I did that one. And this one, it felt like, oh, man, you know, you could actually win this. You just got to make a couple of putts. If you get hot right now, it could actually happen. And that that's why I do it. So that was a really fun experience to be there and uh, and and mix it up for the title was awesome. Man, w- watching you in those tournaments, I'm, I I guarantee you I'm more nervous than you are, Nate. <laughs> I'm, it's uh, – it's it's amazing, and I you know I I joke, but you podiumed at Worlds, which is amazing, um, and it, nobody will ever remember who came in third place on this particular year. Any other year? Nah, nah. It, and, I don't need them to either. It's that one's for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the season came out. There was a lot of awesome disc golf. Uh, disc golf back on ESPN. A thirty thousand dollar purse we saw for both the men and the women um i mean that's got to be exciting for the pros you guys seeing those things going up like that yeah i mean how could it not be the best season ever i mean it was it's just so many tournaments now that have big names and big history and when i started professional disc golf there weren't there were probably hardly even 10 tournaments annually that like had clout you know and now it's like Every other week, there's like, oh, it's time for that one again. Wow. You know, and there's just just huge, huge prize money, huge exposure for the players that are playing well. And just the parody, you know, continually getting better where we're getting all kinds of winners. And, you know, a guy like Andrew Marweed up there challenging that's not a household name until recently. There's a lot of guys that were playing that way and, and mixing it up. And, man, it's like there's so many talented players, so many people able to live that lifestyle and be out there and do it full time. Uh, it's a good time to be a player, a good time to be a fan, I think. You know, I think it's funny with the fans, and I, I see so much of it online, you know. But it's like if Paul's not winning first place in every single tournament, it's like, man, ah, Paul's lost it. He's, uh, you know, wow, that big – it's amazing to me how incredible Paul Macbeth is still playing disc golf and, you know, a second or a third place finish. And people are like, yeah, man, he's, he's lost a step. This guy hasn't lost a step. I don't even know if we've seen the best of him yet. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, he's, he's obviously still phenomenal. I mean, you can't really say anything negative about the guy. It's so cool, especially with the foundation, man. I'm really excited for what, uh, he's doing with that and getting out there and putting courses in. I actually just uh, sold 
the 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 disc named Hannah. I don't know. Are you aware of that one? Yes. So I am. so Paul gave that to me right after he switched to Discraft. He gave that disc back. Like it was never mine. He gave it to me. It was a Sexton Firebird that I kind of gave to him. Like I stamped it and was like, "Here you go, man. You should throw this." Way back in 2015. Somewhere along the way, uh, Hannah got it and thought it was hers, and she wrote all flowery on the bottom, huge Hannah across the bottom, yep. which was funny because then – and actually it was awesome to me because then when he gave it back to me, I didn't really feel bad throwing it, even though I knew it was really rare and valuable. I was like, well, it already has a huge Sharpie all over the bottom. It actually looked great. I mean, Hannah, why wouldn't she have great handwriting, obviously? Of course. But, uh, but yeah, then I threw it for a couple of years. And then, yeah, I just sold it for $5,000, and I just donated all that money to the Paul Macbeth Foundation because it was his disc anyway. So uh, I got to kind of ride the ride the birdie train on it for a couple of years, and it was a fun disc to throw. But, yeah, I just sold it and donated that money to hopefully do some good and, and be able to uh, put another course in somewhere, man. I think they were just down in Colombia, Guatemala. It's cool. Yeah, that, yeah, they're doing just awesome things. If you guys haven't checked it out, you, you guys have to check out the Paul Macbeth, uh, and the, the Paul Macbeth Foundation that he's doing and, and putting these disc golf courses in. And I think it's so funny because all these same fans that, and of course, you know, when you're on top, obviously you're going to have your, your fair share of haters, but all these, these people that are online. And yes, I'm talking to you. All these people that are online, you guys are writing up, Oh, Paul this and Paul that. We all know you're the exact same same ones when you have to meet your girlfriend's parents and they're like disc golf you're like well paul Macbeth makes 10 million dollars so <laughs> um, you know he's he's certainly uh he certainly helped many of you out in that aspect and i i know that for a fact so um you know that was one of the things that i had here like you said a, a lot of uh a lot of winners coming in uh, a lot of new names each week in in tournaments that you aren't used to seeing there uh but for the most part the usual suspects were right there and uh and Paul and your teammate Ricky Wysocki they're still as far as I'm concerned the the cream of the crop in the in the pros sure i mean i just i think there's there's more there's more room at the top there's just more cream in general but that doesn't diminish anything about those two guys Hey guys, if you're anything like me, when you're out there on the course, you're not laying it up. And now you can let everybody know with your very own Running It with Nate Sexton t-shirt brought to you by our friends at VII Apparel CO. VII Apparel CO, formerly the Savage Apparel Company, is the official apparel partner of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. They have the official jersey partner of Joe Mez Pro, and they're the official jersey partner of our host, Nate Sexton. And now you can get your very own Running It With Nate Sexton shirt at viiapparel.co. VII Apparel is the home of all your disc golf apparel for when you're out on the course. They represent disc golfers like Nate Sexton, Chris Dickerson, Avery Jenkins, Madison Walker, and so many more. Home of the Disc Golf Pro Shop, where you can start your own disc golf apparel line with VII. VIIapparel.co is your one-stop company for all your custom apparel needs. They do it all, from screen printing and embroidery, a great partner for tournaments, clubs, or teams. VII Apparel CO creates the best jerseys in disc golf. Make sure you check out VIIapparel.co to see all of their other offerings as well. Grab your first edition Running It With Nate Sexton t-shirt. Get your pre-order in now at viiapparel.co. Now, Nate, I'm a I'm a disc golf fan, obviously. Really? So, yeah, yeah, I love disc golf, man. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I do is I, I follow uh, the DGPT on social media. Anybody who's not listening to this, they need to be following the DGPT on social media because they're constantly dropping all these really cool things. So, I pulled a few cool little stats from 2019 um, that you probably are aware of with all the disc golf that you watched and called, but uh, just kind of a quick rundown on some cool things that happened uh, in 2021. And you guys can find all of these stats. Uh, make sure you're following uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so uh, most Eagles this year in the MPO, Ricky had 19 Eagles this year. What I wouldn't do for a chance at 19 Eagles. That's incredible. 19 Eagles. Um, Paige on the FPO side with nine. Um, we saw Eagle McMahon in Las Vegas 
shoot a 107.6.5, a 1076 rated round. How outrageous is that number to hear? That was that is average. Yeah, yeah, that was what the, the whole round. Yeah, for that the, was that for the week. Yeah, that was that was that was yeah. for the week. That's nuts. Yeah, as a one round performance, that's phenomenal. But to but to stitch it together and you know that's higher, obviously higher than I've ever averaged at any tournament. That's amazing. I mean, it's just playing at a almost flawless level. Though obviously you're still missing shots, but you're ma- he's making eagles to make up for it. You know he's throwing, getting himself in position to score, and it, that's amazing. I mean, that's that's stuff dreams are made of. To average a number that high, you really can't lose. Well, it's funny you say that, Nate, because another uh, couple fun stats that I found. Well, cool to talk about. Probably yeah, not so yeah. cool for probably not so cool for them. But yeah, we had three guys lose events this year shooting over ten sixty. Yeah, that that'll sting. But at the same yeah. time, you got you'll. It's like one of those ones where it stings in the moment, but then you think back and it's just like, what a battle that was. You know, like to have two guys clicking on all cylinders, playing above their average, no matter who they are. Ten sixties playing above your average. So that's a one that you'll remember. It sting at first, but then you'll remember it finally. I think in, as the years go by, it's just thinking of man, that was a an incredible back and forth between two great players. Yeah. Um, another cool stat I saw, highest circle one punting percentage, Corey Ellis came in at 93.2. That is the highest in the Disc Golf Pro Tour history. So yeah. another name, like you said, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of big things now. Yeah, and I, I don't know Corey, but I got to call a couple of his rounds, and man, he was deadly. He he just had a really, like, line drive delivery with the putt, and he was by the end of the round, it's like, man, you had me believe in where it's like if he's 50 and in, it felt like this is probably going in. He was obviously he's on fire that day. He's on one of the lead cards. But 93 is mind-blowingly good. I mean, when you consider how many obstructed 32-footers you get on, on tour difficulty courses, that still counts as a C1 putt. Sure, 20-footers easy enough, but like – 32 feet from a knee behind a tree that still counts in that statistic, right? That still counts as a miss. And we're talking about him making 93%, including all those edge of circle, tough ones. Incredible. I'm not sure I'm at 93% on tap ins, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, uh, And here's a stat that, that really kind of stuck out to me, Nate. Talk to me about uh, wild horse, the end of a wild horse course, hole 16. It came in as the easiest. Hole. That's the easiest hole. Yeah, that's the, the easiest, easiest hole. The easiest hole um, yes. on, on, on course. The hardest hole. Northwood Black Hole 12. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah they're, no one's surprised. 78% came in above par on that one. There was 71 double bogeys, 128 bogeys, 52 triple or worse. Yeah, you got, it just kind of makes you go, and this is a complicated conversation, but just kind of, it makes me say, what exactly is par? Right. Yeah, you know, because like, I get we're in this, we're entrenched in this thing where it can only be three, four, or five. But a hole like that, I mean, you're absolutely pushing the limits. And whatever, that's fine. I, I, the hole is cool. The hole is intimidating and, and, grand and like when you're standing there looking at it you can't hardly believe it's real it looks like something out of a video game but uh yeah i mean par five is probably not the right number not i'm not even advocating for a par six that sounds weird to me too but i don't uh, it's not fair to call that a par five the stats make that clear well, yeah, I tell you right now, if I'm playing it, it's we're we're calling that a par twelve. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you're taking a and bogey, I'm, unfortunately. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm, bogey. I'm, ho- I'm hoping to get double on that one. <laughs> uh, you you want to know what was kind of crazy though? Uh, that that hole only saw six birdies total, and AB had two of them. Yeah, that that guy, man. I mean, it takes the power and it takes the aggression. You got to be a little bit crazy to go for that second shot and try to power it all the way up the hill. But yeah, that's a guy, obviously, put him high on the list for getting any kind of highlight score on any given super hard hole. That's kind of a part of what drives him for sure is, is that wow factor of like, you won't believe what I just did on that, on that signature crazy hole. Have you ever seen him launch one of those minis in real life? 
Oh yeah, plenty of times, tons of times. I mean, I've I've spent a lot of time with him. Stayed at his family's house back in the day when he was just a young kid, and uh, he even came and uh, got in the RV with Paul and I for a while. We spent a bunch of time in Oklahoma training. Uh, the guy can probably throw a mini. Like it won't be that long before he's throwing a mini farther than I can throw a driver, a regular driver. I I fear the guy rips it. Oh jeez. Well, the uh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour also had announced um, their season-ending awards, uh, and your teammate Ricky Waisaki takes home the Ken Climo Player of the Year award. Well deserved for Ricky, right? Yeah, I think I think it was a kind of a tough pick, but yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with it at all. I think a lot of people had good seasons, but certainly uh, a very well deserved for Ricky. I, ca- I can't make an argument against him winning that because he really did play well. He's in the hunt. Week in and week out, despite not taking either of the majors, uh, he was he was there and he won a couple of elite series and he was just doing what he's always done, what he's done for the last ten years. Yeah, man. I uh, the other day before I went out, I grabbed a green tea smoothie, I grabbed my pig, and I went, "All right, here it is. This is the mixture. I know it. I ripped back." Seventy nine feet, my pig went. So the green tea smoothies. <laughs> Do not work for me like they do for Ricky, but um, he's certainly out there. Uh, he's certainly out there making it happen. And then, of uh, course, the Elaine King Player of the Year, uh, Missy Gannon. I-, I don't think there's any way to uh, to take away what she did. Um, yeah, and it was all in the last two weeks. I mean, that that closing stretch to take the Throw Pink Women's Championship, and then right after that, the record thirty thousand dollar prize, and in the process set the all-time cash record for women uh for a season PDJ money she what a what a cool um surprise at least to me her game was this year you know i knew she was solid i did not get the sense that she was a world beater and it seems that way now and when i watch her play i just think she's got ice in her veins the way she can hit a 30 footer with the chips down I'm envious of the way she throw, the way she puts under pressure, and that's a cool thing to see. That's like, that's that killer mentality, and the that's the kind of player you're scared to go up against coming down the stretch because she just looks pretty unflappable in those big moments. So I was, I was super uh, just happy to see her in there and just a new kind kind of a new face at the very very top. Awesome. We got to have her yeah. on the show. We need her on the show. Yeah, we absolutely have to have her on the show. Uh, and she was also the, um, the FPO most improved. Uh, the MPO most improved went to Kyle Klein, who again, you know, not necessarily a, a new name this season, but, um, you know, he really kind of came into his own first at Idlewild, first in Toyota Mid America Open, which is a silver series event, uh, second at USDGC, second at the Great Lakes Open, made almost 60,000 dollars this year i think we're going to be hearing that kid's name for a while oh yeah and yeah and he, he what is he 19 years old i mean incredible they they uh they got another good one at Discmania for the time being anyway i mean what a what a player you you start to wonder as as how can can Discmania continue to support three of the biggest players in the game it's amazing you know and and who knows hopefully they can i think those guys are happy where they are it's awesome. Obviously, the plastic's working for him. But, like, wow. You know, Simon, Eagle, and Kyle. Kyle's up there. He's clearly a top 10 player in the world, and it happened quick. It it happened really quick. And, uh, yeah, he was he was a lot of fun to, to watch this season. So, um, And how can we not talk about the performance that, let me get it right, Nathan Queen put on at, at the end of the season there? I mean, that was, an, that was just amazing. That was unbelievable. That final round, those Drew Gibson putts, no way. And then Nathan just like slamming the door on the best players on the planet. Like after going for four days, it. I mean, I I did the call for it, so I was just like, in. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I felt I felt like so fortunate to be watching it live, and and you know because. When I'm not doing commentary, I don't usually have time to sit there and watch a live disc golf round. So just the chance, just the fact that I was working that show and I was able to watch that all unfold as it happened. I mean, talk about a Cinderella story. That was just 
amazing the way he battled and you just kept thinking well it can't he can't step up and do it again and then he just would it was like it was so, never going to forget it so cool and what a story for him to take down that record payday and and i think you know life changing money for the place he's at in his disc golf career right now which is awesome you know it's like it's great. It would have been cool if Macbeth won too, but like the money wouldn't have mattered to him. Right. And for Nathan, I think it really did. So that's cool. Cause that's going to be a huge shot in the arm for him, his confidence and his prospects going forward, his ability to stay comfortable out there on the road. Really big congratulations to him. It was amazing. Yeah. As it turns out, $30,000 will certainly, uh, will certainly change anybody's outlook. Um, so you're talking about you call the action uh, live. Uh, of course, you're doing that on the Disc Golf Network. Um, now, Nate, I didn't even tell you this yet, um, but our friends over at the Disc Golf Network, um, to kind of support the show here a little bit and support our listeners, um, anybody that wants to go and watch live Disc Golf Network. Now, I know it's the off season, but they've got content coming out all year long. Nate, all they got to do is go to uh, Disc Golf Network. They use code SEXTON. They get 10% off an annual subscription. Hey, look at me helping everybody out. I didn't even know I was doing it. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so you guys, if you want to go ahead and check out that live disc golf, um, Nate, are we gonna, are we gonna get you on the call a, a little bit more this year doing some live disc golf? I'm sure I'll do some. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I, yes, is the, I, we, de I definitely will do it. I don't know if I'll do more. Um, but I do enjoy it. So yeah, I, I hope to be back in there doing some. And, uh, whenever it works out with, a, with my wife's schedule that it's not, too much of a burden for me to be down there for a couple uh days you know and can get that commentary done i love doing it so yeah definitely planning on it yeah there i'm telling you man there's just nothing like live disc golf and i'll be honest i've been a fan for years this was the first year that i really dove into live disc golf i was always a post guy wait for jomez to put it out um dude live disc golf is where it's at yeah, I mean, I love both. Obviously, I do. I work a lot in post as well. So I think there's there's room for both of those things. And there's people that really prefer one and really prefer the other. And that's great to have options and to have a, a way to, you know, experience the excitement of live, but also through Jomez and Central Coast and all those guys a way for there to be like sort of like a library of the history. And, and it isn't going to take four hours to kind of like see those moments it's almost like a highlight video as quick as it gets cut together to where you can like see this amazing performance like years on down the road as a new player gets in, you can be like, Oh, well, you've, you never seen the 2019 whatever tournament because what a battle that was. And people have the, op the opportunity now to go back and, and see all that stuff. Uh, and, and obviously then you get a little bit more of the like edits and the follow flights and all the cool stuff that they can do. So without a doubt, Every single week in my disc golf league, there's somebody that pulls out a dyed disc out of their bag and everybody sits and they look at it and they examine it and they, it's this big thing and I've always wanted to be that guy. Now I am that guy because of my friends over at Greasy Dyes. That's Greasy with a Z, Dyes. GreasyDyes.com. Guys, you owe it to yourself to go check out this website. Here's a guy that does amazing custom dye jobs. These are work of art on plastic, and they're affordable, which means you can take it, you can throw it in your bag, and you can be the guy at League showing off your awesome custom dye. Visit GreasyDyes.com. Use code RUNIT10. You guys already know. Save yourself a little bit of money, but do yourself a favor and check out Greasy Dyes on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Guys, the dye jobs on these discs are amazing. When we came across him and we started talking, I knew that if we were going to recommend a custom dyer, it was going to be Greasy Dyes on this show. GreasyDyes.com, code run at 10, save yourself some money and get that awesome dye disc in your bag and be the star of next week's league or the next round that you're out there on the disc golf course. Yeah, yeah, years years down the road, not not the next day like I do. My son actually said to me a few times this year, Dad, didn't you just watch this yesterday? And I'm like, well, yeah, but that was the disc golf that works live. Now I got to watch the Jomez. You got to see, see what Big Germ had to say about it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. Speaking of uh, Central Coast, uh, there's another Champs vs. Chumps that dropped just, uh, what was that, probably a month ago now? Yeah, something like that. We recorded that at Winthrop. It was fun, but the Chumps are, it's tough because of these COVID times. We're keeping the, the Chump class pretty tight, and it's it's just kind of the media guys, and those guys are sort of ballers at this point. So it was really hard on me from my my job to try to make the show funny, but then you got like Johnny Football just parking shots, you know. And then, so I was just kind of like, okay, you know, they played they played well. I mean, the champs still crushed them in the end, but that's just because that course is a little bit too long. Uh, no matter how many people are throwing, and you, you got one James Conrad and Ella Hansen, they both rip it far, so they're going to get in position a lot more often and and make a lot more putts, obviously. But it was well, uh, re- it was a it was a tough course for the chumps. So let's say that. I'm going to return the favor and shout out DJ Heck yeah, who shouted us out yeah. on his favorite podcast. So nice. Thank you. Thank you for that um, while he was there doing that. Now, we talked a little bit. We, we know that when you get a chance to be in the booth, you're going to call live disc golf. We know that when you're playing, you're going to be big, sexy Barry in there. Have you had a chance to look at the schedule? I know it's still a little premature, and we don't know exactly what's going on with COVID and all of that. Do you have an idea of what your playing schedule might look like this year? Yeah, sort of. I, I'm not totally, but it is about time now. We got the the DGPT tour card uh, just got announced, and the and it's time for us to start registering for what we want to play. I think, uh, in large part, it'll be pretty similar uh, as far as the the tournaments that I pick. I, I tend to prefer to just keep going back to the ones that I know rather than going to ones that I've never played before. Uh, though I do hope to get to some new ones, uh, maybe one or two. And then um, I know I I want revenge on uh, Kale's courses at the Preserve, but I know I can't get it because that happens to be my wife's uh, graduation from residency. So I know I won't be at that one, unfortunately. But uh, most of the most of the other stuff that I usually play, kind of that West Coast swing, and the, I hope to make it to the Northeast this time because I really missed out on Vermont and, and Maple Hill and obviously – Worlds and U.S. and uh, I'm 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 on the fence still about this new major, the Champions Cup. I, I, we'll see if I I'm hoping I can get it to work in my schedule. All right. Well, you know what? You brought it up, so let's get into it. Um, the Champions Cup was introduced. It was going to be stroke play. Um, that didn't seem to go over too big with a, a lot of your colleagues. Do you have an opinion or a preference on match versus stroke play? Well, it was going to be a hybrid. It was going to be stroke play for the at the beginning, and then four players were going to advance into a match play final to decide the major champion. I think most of the players kind of look sideways at that idea, just because you know obviously majors are the the top of the top for us, and we we never had anything like that before. So it sounds kind of weird, and I think the tough thing to stomach would be say you play phenomenal and you you beat the field by ten. And then it just resets to zero, and and now you're going to match against Paul McBeth, and you lose, and you're out. You know that 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 part I think people have a hard time with because it it, it just isn't the way we've done it in the past. And now I think it's it's transitioned to where now it is stroke play only, just traditional style. And I think that's probably a good choice. Uh, I would sort of prefer to see either a match play event or a stroke play event. Uh, the hybrid thing is at least not at a major, right? I mean the hybrid thing, cool, try it but maybe not for a major championship. Okay, that, that's that's fair enough. I was kind of looking forward to it because it was something a little different. Um, but I guess I, you know, not being a player, uh, I, I didn't think of it in the way that you just thought about it. And as you're mentioning it and saying it like that, it, it definitely does make sense. Uh, what are your thoughts on players being able to get together and make these kind of changes? Is this something that's good or bad for the sport? Oh, I think probably good. I mean, I don't think the, the, you know, I think there was some complaining going on. There were some questions being asked. And I think it was just sort of a, a move to, like, appease the, the general feeling of the players, which that's great. I mean, if everybody's happy, right? I mean, then then they can still have a huge tournament. And I think people are still obviously going to play it either way. But, uh, but no, I think that's good. I think the players uh, are obviously really important to what's going on, and there's they're not the only factor. Obviously, all the promoters and all the people working so hard to to bring all the coverage and the events themselves and all the volunteers, that's a huge part too, and everybody at the PDGA. But 
you know, everybody, everybody's got to work together. And ultimately if, uh, if players are happy and it'll make everything easier on everybody, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's fair enough. So uh, I am looking forward to that, uh, you know, adding another major, another big tournament um, yeah. as, a, as a disc golf fan. It's something that I'm, I'm totally pumped up with. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break in the action so I can let you know about our friends over at High Pressure Stamps. Who are High Pressure Stamps? Well, they're a family-ran CNC machine shop. What do they do? Well, their motto kind of says it all. They cut metal. And after being asked repeatedly about doing stamps for hot stamping machines for disc golf, High Pressure Stamps was born. They sell stamps in a variety of metals, such as brass, copper, and magnesium. They sell foils and specialty patterns, and they even sell mini hot stamp machines. Now, for those of you who own your own shop or you run your own discs, if you've always wanted to be able to stamp your own discs and not have to wait long wait lists or have orders fulfilled, here's your opportunity. Want to know a little bit more about it? Visit HighPressureStamps.com. Check out the videos they have listed right there. These guys can do some extremely quality and precision cuts, and they can do some really detailed stuff. So no artwork, nothing that they can't do. Visit HighPressureStamps.com. Follow them on social media, High Pressure Stamps. And remember, guys, we're working with these locally owned and operated businesses. They're supporting the show. Go ahead and support them so we can keep putting these shows out. HighPressureStamps.com. Get all your hot stamping needs, your custom foils, everything done, and tell them that Nate sent you. HighPressureStamps.com. We appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. Um, Nate, I got a bit of a bone to pick with you, my friend. Okay. For many, I knew, this, ep- I knew this was coming. I just didn't know when. For many episodes, you allowed me to jam my foot in my mouth as I talked about who the hot dog bandit was. <laughs> yeah, I did who, do that. I did do that. Who is out there wiener stamping these days? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was the big fella. It was the big fella, and most I think a lot of people were were strong on his scent. We were in Las Vegas. He showed me these stamps, these rubber stamps that he bought. It was like some food stuff. He's like, "I'm going to put them on my disc. Isn't that going to be funny?" And I said, "Here's what you should do: take the hot dog one and secretly stamp it on as many people's discs as you can, and just see how long it goes. And then you can stamp all your discs and do whatever you want." And he then he was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny. Let's try it." And then it went, and then it got out of control. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Uh, I was definitely happy to uh, to uh, play play the fool there and not and pretend not to know what was going on. It took on a life of its own, and honestly, I only blame myself because who else, other than the big Kahuna, yeah, would have a wiener stamp? Yeah, yeah. It it's once you once once all the cards are out on the table, this starts to look pretty obvious. But he's a good actor. The guy, the guy did it. The guy played his part. He, he convinced some people. He got out of some sticky situations where he was nearly caught. Had to really think on his feet. He was always calling me with the updates. Uh, it, it was a fun little, uh, fun little game for a while. Where I was kind of Thomas Gilbert would call me and be like, "What really he stamped them? Oh, who is it? I have no idea." So that was kind of fun, just messing with everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. So, um, just more more big sexy craziness out there in the disc sure. golf world. Sure. Um, so we talked a lot about 2021. Uh, we we already mentioned a few names. Nate, for our listeners right now, who should we be keeping an eye out for 2022? Other than your usual suspects, uh, is there is there anybody that you see up and coming that you think is going to have a big 2022, or just excited to watch? Well, I mean, the, I think the simple and the obvious and simple answer for me is cross my fingers and hope that the Europeans can come and compete. That's who you got to see because there's some guys over there that I have seen play and were phenomenal when I saw them. And now they're a couple of years older and they were young guys to start and women too. Uh, I think they're going to come in and make a big splash. I, I just heard a couple of the Norwegian guys are going to make it over. Obviously, the Estonians have done a really good job. 
um, getting through whatever quarantine rules they had to do to make sure they could get over here and play, and they were really entertaining to watch. But I think uh, as far as Americans, uh, most there's going to be breakout stars, obviously. But uh, you know, it's a it's a you got to go way down the list before you start talking about somebody that nobody knows about. So you're kind of just grasping at straws there to try to pick who the next one's going to be. But I think there's some Europeans that that we don't get enough of a chance to watch that I just hope can get we can all get together for some major championships soon and uh, really see what's going on. Uh, are you going to play in Europe this year? I want to. I, it's it's like a, if if it works out, it, it'll be great because Coraline will be old enough to get vaccinated in June. And then my wife, when she graduates, we've got like two and a half months before she starts her job. So uh, the we might get the family band back together. And I'll I'll try to be out there a little bit. So if if Europe works out, that would be the that would be the dream scenario because I could take them over there and uh, do some promotional tour stuff and play some tournaments and just travel and have an awesome time. And if that doesn't work, then we're going to do it somewhere in the United States and and be out there playing and and uh, hopefully some sex and shootouts and the whole thing. Man, I'd I'd love to do that and get out there with the fans again. But you never know. So it's, you know, I, I I was I've been hoping that stuff for a long time, but. I'm keeping the fingers crossed and hoping that can happen because, you know, to, as busy as my wife is to imagine two and a half months off, I, I just it can't come soon enough. Gosh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be nice. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be real nice. Now, um, obviously, we talked a little bit about you being in the booth. Um, <laughs> 2021 was another great year of you telling the story of disc golf, man. Jomez, the disc golf network, your own podcast. You're like as good on the mic now as you are with a disc in your hands. Um, <laughs> but you proved at Worlds and at USDGC, Nate Sexton is still a top player in the world. Do you prefer one more than the other at this stage? I mean, what's your preference if all things were equal? Oh, for sure, playing. I mean, commentary is fun, obviously. And with Jomez, I get to do both, which is sweet. Um but, uh, but yeah, when you get a chance to play and be up there near the top, which I was fortunate enough, obviously, to do in both of those majors, I think I had the round one lead at Worlds and USDGC, which if you could have laid a bet on that, wow, those would have been nice odds to, to pick me to have the lead on both of those events. But, um, but yeah, absolutely, player. Uh, that's what I, that's what I, that's the whole reason I'm here doing any of this, just because I love to throw and I love to compete and, um, the getting the chance to play against the best in the world and and go toe to toe and and be there, pushing them and and you being pushed yourself and and playing them even or just you know even winning occasionally, that's the best feeling in the world. So clearly, player. All right, great. And you know what? You're still a young guy. I mean, Tom Brady's 113. That's true. Still- that's true. I'm younger than LeBron, and I just saw him jump like 35 feet high for a block the other night. Yeah, so man, what's up? it's they might be taking better care of themselves than I am. I'm not, you know, you never know. But it sort of seems like those guys work out quite do a you lot. Even care, do you even care about eating organic, Nate? <laughs> I, I think I do. Yeah, and I, right. I try to, I try to work out a little. But I, you know, I'm not. I guess a lot of people compared me to LeBron James for a long time. But you know, maybe at this stage, he's kind of the superior athlete. I, I can finally say that. Well, I'm not willing to admit that. So, you know, he certainly, I appreciate that you could say that, but that's not, I'm not, <laughs> no one, I'm not also no one that. has ever compared me to LeBron James, but if, you know, I would take it if I could ever get it. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I could get there someday. Dude, you're, uh, you're, my Sixers keep calling the Trailblazers and they keep telling them no Dame it's, Dimes. Yeah, it's no going to be a no. That's a, that's a hard no. Um, it should be, it should be, but it, it looks like CJ might be, uh, might be on the move and you might be getting Ben Simmons out there in, uh, in PDX. Well, we definitely need to shake something up. They're, they're losing a lot of games right now. Yeah. It's, it's really a shame. Dame's, uh, he's going to go down as one of the most underappreciated players in the history of the NBA. I truly, I truly think. Um, but I know you're a, you're a big trailblazers fan. Have you ever thrown that custom dyed trailblazers disc? I know that you said it was so pretty. You were scared to throw it. Have you ever gotten out and played with it? I think I threw it in a field at least it's black mostly. So it's like, that's also scares me because I don't want to like rely on a disc that I feel like I could lose really easily. But uh, it is a cool-looking disc for sure. I have a couple Trailblazer dies that people have done for me. And, def- and Lillard's not going down underappreciated here in the Sexton household. I don't know I, I don't know if he's listening to this episode, but he's 
it's it's at this point there's no doubt but he's my favorite athlete all the time that guy rules yeah he's just amazing amazing to watch uh and that custom die actually came from a buddy of mine here in buffalo that i didn't even know about it he did a, a disc for me and as he's dropping off my disc he said yeah I, I sent nate this really neat trailblazers disc that i did too and i'm like yeah it's what? nice it's nice yeah man so it's uh it's been pretty cool we got to get you we got to get you up to buffalo when we can man disc golf is booming here yeah, that's a, that's on my list for sure. I got to go see family there, so I definitely want to get Coraline over there and uh, and play play some courses again. That would be fun. Yeah, man, Buffalo uh, Buffalo's becoming kind of a hot spot for for disc golf a little bit. We got new courses popping up, all sorts of winter leagues. I got people reaching out to me asking me if I want to go play. I'm like, there's five inches of snow on the ground. They're like, it's not a big deal. We're gonna put a ribbon on your disc, and I'm like, eh, I have COVID. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. The dedication that, that everybody gets out here and, uh, it's, it's really pretty cool. And, um, I can't go on a course without anybody asking when Nate's going to be, uh, up in Buffalo. So maybe I can uh, get a connecting flight through that, that hub Buffalo uh, over to Finland or something. They got to have yeah. direct Buffalo to Helsinki. That's gotta be a thing. That's definitely a thing. It's, I, I think I just saw a commercial $99 one way. Oh, see, um, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. No worries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely perfect. So, um, well, Nate, it's, uh, I'm super excited about our season two here. We've got some pretty big guests slated to come on and chat some disc golf with us. Um, and, uh, people are hungry right now, man. It's, it's the off season and they're looking at you and I to, to give them that, that content. They, they want those interviews back, those Nate Sexton deep dives. And we've got some guests that we're going to be able to do it with. Yeah, man. If they're, I mean, if they're hungry, we we better get cooking. That's, all, that's yeah. all I can say. Let's go. Let's get those plates filled up. Yeah, guys. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is uh, just kind of a, a little reintroduction. Just just letting you get to know Nate a, a little bit. I know he's been gone and we've missed him, uh, but we're gonna have a bunch of awesome episodes with a ton of amazing guests coming up, and uh, I am I am really looking forward to it, Nate. There's. Uh, there is absolutely no laying up happening around here. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Well, guys, thank you so much. Make sure you are uh, following us on social media, on Instagram, running with Nate Sexton. Of course, uh, Nate is Frisbee Nate on Instagram. Um, go ahead and follow those. Keep up with everything that's going on with the show and, uh, you know, Everything that's going on in Nate's, he's out there riding turtles and playing disc golf and just just making it happen. Uh, what about that new Sexto Thorpe man? Good looking bag. Yeah, yeah. Did they show? Did they show off the next year color? I don't, I'm not even in the loop on this. Did they is it is it out? Um, I saw a picture. I saw okay. the picture. I, I see. Um, I'm still too scared to say anything. I don't know for sure what picture you saw, but it's coming. And uh, yeah, I think it looks sweet. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. So lots of exciting stuff coming from Nate and running it with Nate Sexton. Um, some awesome guests coming your way. Uh, guys, thank you so much once again. Um, until next time, I'm Jared Orr. He's Nate Sexton. Nate, I already said it, man. Laying up is off the table. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's uh, in, a, in another life, in a past life maybe. But, it, you know, I don't have time for it anymore. No, man, we're running it.